This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. Made by BBC Sports for BBC Sounds, the Sports Desk. I'm Sarah Mulcairns. I'm Dan Rowan. And I'm Nesta McGregor. And we present the Sports Desk, the weekly podcast that explores the biggest news stories in sport and the human issues behind them. So far, we have covered the future of sport in Afghanistan and super shoes in athletics. An Olympics like no other recorded on location in Tokyo and COVID vaccine hesitancy among sports stars. The secrets of the age-defined athletes, Alaton Brady and Cristiano Ronaldo, and we asked did Simone Biles change the game on mental health? That is the Sports Desk on BBC Sounds. Hit subscribe and a new episode will appear every Friday. The Sports Desk from BBC Sports. Available now on BBC Sounds. Now, back to your podcast. Yeah! Mills sprints in, very full, in the air and caught. A wicket for Tamar Mills. Wood balls and he's yoked him. Exceptional pace from Mark Wood. Good pace for radio inside England's World Cup bubble with Tamar Mills and Mark Wood. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Good pace for radio with myself, Tamar Mills. And me, Mark Wood. We're in the semi-finals, Woody. How good? I know. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to be there. I think, obviously, we're, we've gotten that game pretty much needing... Um, I think it was a set score or something, wasn't it? Like yeah. that. It wasn't, it wasn't even a victory, so... Um, we went in the game trying to win, but um, nice that we've secured uh, our spot, even though we we uh, we lost that game. Yeah, for sure. So in this episode, we'll look back at the group stages as a whole, as well as looking forward to the semi-final against New Zealand tomorrow. Plus, we'll be joined by Sam Billings. I spoke to him uh, a little bit earlier, so here his thoughts. He's one of the players that could potentially come in for Jason Roy, who unfortunately got injured. We'll touch on that as well later, but... First of all, Woody, mate, how good does it be to be back out there? How are you feeling? Um, I spoke to you just before the game, asked how you were. You said you were you know, a little bit nervous. You had the butterflies, kind mm. of obviously been a little bit. It's tough being sat on the side. So, um, yeah, look, great to be back out there, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. Um, natural butterflies. I think I think anybody that you know doesn't feel a little bit nervous isn't isn't a, a real sportsman. I feel like you, you have to have those butterflies to, to get you going. So, um, yeah, I was a little bit nervous, but actually excited nerves as well to get yeah. out there um i knew obviously i had you know quite a bit to live up to we've we bowled superbly well haven't we, in the, yeah, in the yeah. previous four games so um there was a bit of pressure on i was a maybe a tad rusty um you know you, you when you make yourself up for selection um you've got to deliver haven't you so i was a little bit disappointed with the the final outcome I'm, i mean i'm a little bit disappointed in you actually because um you hadn't told me what charge it was like. It was obviously the <laughs> flattest pitch in the world that we'd ever seen. You, so you got yourself out of there just going, oh, yep. go on, then you have a go on this Straight one, away. didn't you? No, trust me, I'd much rather have been out there. But um, mm. yeah, it was it was a great, it was a good game, wasn't it? It was a good game mm. of cricket. South Africa obviously had an awful lot on the line. They needed to win and they needed to win well. I actually and... found it tough, to be honest. Like, obviously, all 2020 games are tough, but the recent successes in that that we've had as a team and stuff. I, I thought this game was actually really hard. Um, I was bowling a two-set batsman, like you say. Um, I came on quite late yeah, um, yeah. in the 11th hour, so I was, I was desperate to it's like, get It's a strange thing, isn't it? It's it the is. same. We obviously were used in a very similar role. Mm. You kind of continued the yeah. same role as I have. And it's tough when you're you're out there. You just want to bowl, don't you? Yeah. You, you want to get that first ball, that first out over, get it out, out of the way. way. Yeah. You just want to, get, you want to get into the game. And when you're fielding for 10 overs, you're mm. thinking... Come on, yeah. Morgan, give us a go. Well, I wasn't sure what. Obviously, we took, we touched on Nathan holding your number up. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure which one was mine. I was thinking, well, I'm not getting on with that. that's number three. That's number four. That's number five. I'm still not on. Which one? Which one am I? So, um, but no, it, it, I did find it tough. It was hard. I felt 
personally to get any dot balls. I felt that's where it really hurt yeah, me as, yeah. a, as a pace bowler. You know, it's like we we can go for boundaries because there's pace in the ball and it can fly. Yeah. But I didn't get many dot balls, so I was bowling like balls where I'd go for one or two, and then that over is then looking like it's m- maybe it's gone for like six to eight, and then you have the boundary on top. You've it gone for you, yeah, it, yeah, you've gone for four six, and then you know that the overs adding up to 10 12 14 so although there was probably a couple a couple of really good shots in there van der Dusen, I remember scooped me over the wicket yeah, for six yeah. that was a good shot um Markram got one over point where I followed him and I couldn't oh, quite mate. believe that, that so he got far down um outside leg stump yeah, and he somehow got it through know, the offside I know so there was you know there's probably a couple of balls I would in hindsight I would change um obviously I'm in constant discussion with um Owen Morgan watching a bowl should I try York here no let's stick to the plan. I think in Charger we talked about making sure that they hit us off the same ball two or three times because yeah. it can be slow and low. But this pitch seemed to be skidding through quite a bit, so um, we went to slower balls later on, and I had a little bit more success. But um, it was a tough game, and when you're not getting wickets, um, when there's two set batsmen in it, it's it's difficult, and that's you know it tells you what good how good the pitch was when we only managed to get two wickets out the whole innings. But it was tough. Um, Van der Dusen played very well, and like I say, when I when I come back into the team, I was left feeling a little bit disappointed with my own performance at the end. But the mood in the camp as a whole was was quite positive, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, definitely. I was happy that we did a lot of good things, and you know we'll be better for the game. Being like that, I think the one area that we talked about improving was um, our fielding, wasn't it? Yeah, you went for the big shearer as well, didn't you? Ended up being an yeah, over. It wasn't, wasn't great, <laughs> yeah, the that, ball, yeah. mate. The ball sat up lovely for you on the volley, and you obviously went to kick well, kick the ball onto the stumps. Firstly, and... it wasn't a great volley, and secondly, <laughs> when I got back, my Mark Morgan was like, "You could have picked that up, boss." And that, that's as big of uh, a spree you ever get, Morgan. Yeah, so I was a, a bit like kick my head down after that. But no, like it's, one of the important things about T Twenty cricket is tempering your expectations, realizing. You know what was a good shot and what was a bad ball. Mm. Um, that was one thing. You know, you you obviously came off. I was in the dressing room. You were obviously you were a bit gutted because you went for a few runs and mm. you know you you could just tell you were a bit flat. And that was one of the first things that I said to you was like, mate, there was three shots there that were proper shots. The, they said mm. the two sixes, the ramp, and the there was a pull shot that Vanderdussen played um, that went for six. And then as you say, that shot that Mark managed to get. I didn't down. even look at that. You know that pull shot. Oh, he hit it when he hit it off his bat. I didn't even lift my head up. I thought that's gone miles. You, you don't, you don't you need, need to see how big yeah. that was. Um, yeah. But anyway. You take those three kind of shots out of it, and you think, okay, I've not bowled too badly here. But mm. as you say, it was a good game. It was a really good run out. Sometimes it's it's, it's never good to lose a game, but it's mm. you can take positives from it. Kind of levels you a little bit. You can kind of go through a little bit of adversity. Oh, I was one negative though, wasn't I? Really, Jace. Jace, yeah. You can't can't look past that. Obviously, Jace retired her um, when he was on twenty. Him and him and Joss were were going pretty well, and yeah, like, he obviously was in a lot of pain. You you kind of feared the worst, didn't you? You know, we were in the changing mm. room. You're kind of talking. You're looking. I'm trying to think. It's what you're hoping. It's cramp, aren't you? Yeah. Like, please be cramp. I, be cramp. The lads were about saying it's cramp, and like, I've obviously had cramp before. Mm. So I'm sure you haven't. I was like, mm, he's, no, not, he's not reacting like somebody that's that's got cramp. I mean, he could, he could definitely when he's fully fit again get into the hopscot challenge. I mean, oh. he got a long way on that right leg, didn't he? Bless him. He had to hop the whole way back, and then yeah. when he got up up to the changing rooms, hop up the stairs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's never not. Obviously, I've I've been there literally earlier in the week. Um, look, my injury isn't as bad as, as as Jason's. Jason was obviously struggling to to walk on his leg, whereas I was I was able to walk off, you know, kind of on my own power at least. But 
you know, he's obviously a big, big loss to this 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 mm. white ball side. He's been a huge part of it in in terms of fifty over and and T Twenty cricket over the last few years, but gives an opportunity to to somebody else to come in as well, doesn't it? So um, look, the squad's the squad's been stretched. Well, we've got to, we've got some options, haven't we? I mean, Johnny has opened the bat and yep. in fifty over cricket. I mean, he's one of the most destructive openers exactly. in the game. So he he could easily come in. James Vince Vince has looked really good in the net, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Vince is obviously an opening batter. Mal has done it. At, Mal, at and franchise um, cricket. Livy, Livy does it at Lancashire exactly. as well, doesn't he? So we've got plenty. In, you know, Bill Book could easily slot in the middle order, and yeah. we've got plenty of cover. So yeah, we do, and um, like it's, it's it's obviously. Jace is gutted as I have been. Um, yeah, you know, you're missing a world. Nice. You're missing a World Cup. Mm. You know, semi-final and potentially a final there. He, he was gutted as well, wasn't he, in yeah, the dressing room? He was, room. De- I mean, he was devastated. Just, yeah, yeah. Was he kind of went through all the emotions. And he kind of had the anger and the, the sadness and the frustration. Mm. And it, you, mm. you do. You really kind of ride the the whole wave because you 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 know. Well, the doctor gave him some good painkillers as well, didn't he? He was, he was high down. as a kite yeah. at the end, wasn't he? <laughs> but yeah, you know, you know, deep down, kind of when an injury is bad and when it's mm. just a just a niggle, and, and obviously Jace was in, yeah. was in a lot of pain. So um, yeah, look, it's it's frustrating for. How, how are you getting on anyway, man? Are you are you yeah, feeling good. feeling all right? Yeah, it's 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 a funny one, really. I'm feeling feeling pretty good. I'm the first kind of three or four days. You. you it almost thinks like it's never going to get better. You're just like, mm. oh, this, this hurts, obviously, because you've got a you know pulled muscle in in my case, my thigh. But then every day it just seems to get that kind of. You seem to just be able to do a bit more. So I've obviously been starting rehab after kind of day two or three of the injury and mm. back in the gym and then I'm pretty much pain free in the gym now and movement wise. I'm back to kind of normal range. So today, what is it, it was a week yesterday, um, mm. and so I'm going to go to training tonight and have my first little run. Just do a little. Little nice. jog, see how it feels. So I've not run for the last week, so I've kind of passed all the checkpoints I need to do to get back running. So that's yeah. my first little little check back tonight. I'm going to get back having a little run, and fingers crossed that goes well. Then I'll you know, run a bit more and a bit faster in a couple of days' time, and, and just build it up until I'm back bowling again. And then when you start bowling, you obviously got to start slowly and build it up again as well. So yeah, I'm I'm all, all good. My end. Speaking I'm, of starting slowly, did you see my first ball? Oh, I didn't want to bring it up. To be honest. <laughs> I'm definitely bringing it up after <laughs> yeah, what we so, about. Obviously, we've got challenge. Who's going to bowl the quickest ball this um, this World Cup? Obviously, Woody didn't play in the first uh, first four games, and then came in. And um, yeah, obviously ninety-four miles an hour. The thing is, though, I mean, my first ball was ninety-four, but I've gone for forty-seven in four overs <laughs> and, and have no wickets. Whereas you, you've got wickets coming out your pockets that you wouldn't believe here. Yeah. I mean, I can barely get oh, close to the close to the microphone here. Yeah, you've got many wickets in your pocket. Well, look, you've still got a chance to to do me in that regard as well. But yeah, Woody certainly has taken the spoils in terms of who's going to. But you the said the radar, radar gun was broken when you were bowling. Yeah, every ball it was broken. Yeah. It was coming up maybe five to ten miles an hour slower, but. Um, Look, we we can't change that now. But um, yeah, look, we mentioned that that Jason Roy uh, unfortunately is out for the rest of the World Cup. Um, James Vince has come into the squad, and uh, one of the players that could uh, replace him in the starting eleven is Sam Billings. I caught up with him earlier. We spoke about bubble life. We spoke about the IPL, and we also chatted a little bit of football as well. Inside England's World Cup bubble, this is Good Pace for Radio with Tamal Mills and Mark Woods. Bill, how are you, mate? Thanks for joining us. As I said, latest guest on Good Pace for Radio. No, um, no pressure. High, um, high bars been sent so far. But you are, mate. All good. Mate, very well. Thanks for having me on. Honoured uh, <laughs> to come on the show. But um, yeah, you definitely didn't come up with that name yourselves, did you? That, you and Woody. But yeah, we um, haven't got, um, I haven't got the creativity between us. I don't think. But, but it works very yeah, well. It's, so, it's, it's no, very th- good. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for joining us, mate. Obviously, Joe Roy. Um, 
unfortunately he's out injured joining myself on the on the shelf as such um, which isn't ideal but look, you're one of the guys that might come in um, no pressure World Cup semi-final um, look, let's before we get to maybe the game itself you obviously haven't played an awful lot of cricket in the last couple of months really obviously you did the IPL before this um, haven't played yet apart from a warm-up game uh, pre-tournament how have you found that process how do, how do you how do you deal with it how have you found bubble life um you know you spent a lot of time out here in bubbles and such like that so let's let's dig into it how do you, how do you go yeah um look don't know obviously we're very lucky with the squad we've got that we uh, have quite a few options that potentially we could go so um like any of us who have not played yet we've always kind of been training hard been doing what we need to do to prepare just in case a situation like this happens and and look I've been in this in, well environment but also in this position quite a bit in the last few years and in, in in terms of my own career so I suppose one positive thing is if, if I was to get the call up to play um, yeah I've had enough experience with this kind of situation to to know what I need to do to get myself in the best headspace possible uh, on minimal cricket as well to go out there and perform so um, yeah, I suppose as well, the, the good thing is being a little bit older now, a bit more experienced, uh, like all of us, we all feel and uh, know, have more of an idea of what we need to do to get ready um, in a really quick turnaround actually as well. So uh, yeah, you're open to, I'm just looking forward to hopefully getting an opportunity and getting stuck into it. Um, yeah, it's just obviously a bad situation and we all feel for, for J-Roy, but whoever kind of steps into that shoes, he will be obviously hugely supportive of whoever that yeah, individual yeah, yeah. is. So. 100%. And something that I've found, I've, I've missed games and stuff before being injured and unfortunately uh, am at the moment, but you're still made to feel a real big part of the group. Like, you don't feel like an outsider. Sometimes when you're out of the team, you kind of feel like you're out of the group, whereas that's something that, obviously I've been an outsider in terms of this England yeah. team, is, is they're very good at keeping everybody very much involved. Yeah. Even just like the small things, like when obviously the, the news came out that I was out for the comp, you know, all the lads messaging you kind of privately, just yeah. a bit, just a bit, you know, not that you really need it, but just that bit of support. Uh, obviously myself and Jace are staying out here to, to, yeah. to stay part of it, not not flying back to the UK. Um, and it, it does mean a lot, and that's that kind of testament to the to the team environment that's been built, obviously led, led by Morgs and, and Spoons. That's the foundations really of success, and um, why this white ball side has been so good. Um, because one of the depth of the talent as well, the talent pool is absolutely ridiculous. But yeah. um, the culture in which has been created, like you said, is seamless to kind of settle in. Um, yeah. And come back into the group as well as you found uh, more so than anyone over the last few years. So, um, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? At the end of the day, we as cricketers, as sportsmen, you want to be involved. You want to be around successful teams um, and be challenging for silverware. So, um, yeah, it's been great so far. Two more games, hopefully, for the lads. And, um, yeah, we can all enjoy it together. Yeah, definitely. Let's go back a little bit. Talk talked about, we've spoken, Woody and I, and about the environment and the bubbles and how to deal with that. You've obviously, as I mentioned earlier, you've been in a bubble now for the last couple of months. You, oh, and more. <laughs> you, um, <laughs> so we, we obviously played against each other, T20 finals day, didn't we? You, yep. you, um, you turned us over in the semi-final and then went on to win it. And then, what, the day after you flew out here, didn't you, for the yeah. for the IPL? Um, you didn't actually play a game though, did you? No. For, I, for Delhi? No, so I was, um, like, like always, kind of pretty close to playing. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of occasions where... Yeah, I thought I'd get a game, but unfortunately missed out. Um, 
And yeah, I, I think it is tough when you're not playing for a consistent period of time. Um, and I think it's harder when you genuinely feel as if you've got a real shot at yeah. playing. Uh, you get your hopes up. Yeah, and, yeah you get disappointed. Uh, it's quite emotionally draining, I think. Mm-hmm. That's the hard bit. I think certainly the start of this tournament, um, we've got such a blueprint that it was pretty clear that I wasn't going to play. And actually it makes it far easier to deal with it. Yeah, and, and, I know exactly what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. you kind of you go to training, you know what you need to work on. Um, and yeah, you just know how things work. It, it's certainly when the hesitation um, around selection and the uncertainty, I suppose, that's the biggest stress, especially in this environment, like you said. Um, bubble life, hopefully this is the last bubble. Um, I think everyone's pretty much done with it, if, yeah. if we're honest. And look, the setup we've had here has been phenomenal in terms of bubble life. Yeah. This has been the best by a mile. Um, yeah, I was just going to touch on that, actually. That's yeah. quite a big part of the bubble experience, isn't it? What hotel you're in, what facilities you have. Uh, if you have family members with you, you've yeah. had your your other half, Sarah. She's flown out for this section. Yeah. We were actually sat out playing cards when we yeah, the other yeah, night on the balcony. Time. The four of us, um, the Millses and the and and the Billings clan, um, introduced us to a new game. Actually, good good yeah. game. <laughs> it took me and me and the missus a little while to pick up the pick up the rules. Your missus gives you no slack, does she? She's nah. on you. No, no she's, um, she's on to me. Yeah. No favourites at all. But um, it's quite a big thing. Just chatting to you guys that have been to the IPL. Um, and for those of you maybe at home that, that don't know, obviously each t- in the IPL, each team's you know in a different hotel and it's similar here. So we're sharing a team hotel with India um, and we're very lucky. I think we've got a really, really good setup. Um, and that, that plays a massive part, doesn't it? Speaking, as I said, in the IPL, a few of the guys were at hotels that were clearly not as, I don't want to say nice, because obviously you're still staying in a nice hotel, but you don't have as many luxuries, you know, facilities, facilities around yeah. you. like. I, Chat, um, CJ and I were on the beach yesterday chatting to Jasper Bumrah and the Mumbai Indians they go all out don't they they've got like the, a ridiculous they're the setup. Real Madrid of, of, oh, of no expense cricket, spared yeah. they literally you know, the, Mahela Jaiwardner was telling me during the summer they have a game a, well a games room a team room that's pretty much the size of like a an indoor cricket school just <laughs> pinball machines <laughs> multiple you know, screens everywhere Cricket, you know, if you want to get a game of indoor cricket, there's like a whole whole area for it. Um, so that makes a big difference to to your environment. Just having that stuff to do. Hey, would you would you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. It's also you kind of miss the, um, the just the normal things. Um, so like, even if it's getting a coffee and just going for a walk, yeah. like we don't have anywhere to walk. <laughs> I, know, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like you can obviously walk down to the beach, but. Um, you can't we're not allowed to walk along the beach Um, just little things like that and I suppose yeah it's it's, I don't want to sound obviously um, spoiled or anything it's just the way in which cricket has had to kind of deal with it and I think we've done really well to keep cricket going throughout but um, yeah we've been very lucky with how we've been looked after here the staff have been absolutely incredible Um, and yeah it's certainly better than some of the other bubbles. I think it's just the claustrophobic nature of some hotels where they simply don't have the space to be yeah. able to stretch your legs and have um, fresh air. I mean, mm-hmm. I've done quite a bit of quarantine now and a few of the hotel rooms had no fresh air, not even a window to open. No, that's tough. And that's, that's really tough. Yeah, so I'm, I haven't done any... I Sorry, yeah, we did, I haven't really done any hotel quarantine. Yeah. So when we flew to Amman, when you guys were at the IPL, so the yeah. group of us that flew to Amman, we had to do... Pretty much, it was just under a day, just until our test results came back, yeah. and then we were allowed to. We had to stay within the confines of the hotel, but we were allowed out for 
for six days. So I haven't I haven't had to do a hard quarantine at all. I'm hopefully my uh, quad rehab's going well. I'll be staying on after this to play in the T10, T10 yeah. and I think I have to do a couple of days quarantine there. But um, apart from that, you know, so you've obviously done Big Bash and trips to Australia where it's very strict. Yeah. Uh, you've got another <laughs> trip. To... <laughs> two weeks, yeah. Thank, that's, thankfully, that's tough, I'm off that. to Big Bash after this, and thankfully, the two weeks has been scrapped, so we fly straight into Sydney. And then you're straight out. Straight out. So. That's ideal. You don't um, need that, do you? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Get a bit more back to cricket. How, um, what are the challenges? When, when you are out of the team, obviously, the challenge is to stay in Nick and to stay ready. Yeah. It's obviously, from your point of view, Talking about your batting, because um, obviously you how training works is kind of the the, the batters that are in the team they <laughs> yeah. bat they they bat first and, and they get the, so. they get yeah, yeah, yeah of course just but maybe people don't quite understand how how a net structure works you know the bowlers are bowlers and the batters then you have side arm and then you kind of work your way kind of down the squad don't you then you have the guys that are out of the team and the bowlers obviously kind of getting a hit towards the end how how difficult do you find that sometimes maybe not getting as much of a hit as what you'd normally like to hit or yeah. how do you, how do you go about dealing with that. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good question. I, I think, as, again, as a younger player, um, you want a lot at training. Mm. You don't necessarily need it, and you don't realise that you need it, but want and need are two completely different things. So as soon as you get older, and I think especially when I've not been in the side, um, to try and get myself ready is really come up with um, what, is the, what does the minimum training look like for me to be ready to play an international game? in two days' time or whatever, what do I need um, to do? And I think a lot for, for me, especially in this environment with the bubble, and you can get dragged into it of just being in your hotel room and yeah. not getting into a routine. So for me, a routine's massive. Um, just have kind of a purpose to each day, even have a day off um, and kind of structure your day. Just otherwise, days can drift away from you. And that soaks into your mindset. Um, I think everyone would agree um, it's it's all about where your mind's at in terms of you don't forget how to hold a cricket bat in yeah. two weeks you don't forget how to bowl a ball in two weeks or even two months it's about getting your mind right um and being able to go and produce when you need to um but yeah that's nothing to do the skill element um you don't need to hit that many balls to get yourself back into you know into a positive place so um yeah it, it's it is tough when you're not playing, but it's it's still kind of narrowing in on those things and keeping your body going um, and using every opportunity when you're not in the side to right. How am I going to improve um, and have a purpose to each session? Session, even if it's five minutes or ten minutes at the end of um, a net session when everyone else has had a hit. Um, yeah, it's still having that purpose. I think for sure. And then so then moving away from training, say so far. You haven't been playing, so you've been doing twelfth man. Yeah, twelfth man's a it's, it's a hard job, isn't it? So you're you're actually you're the fielding twelfth man as well, aren't you? So you've, you're yeah. kind of ready to anybody needs to pop off either injured or you yeah. know, comfort break or whatever. You're the fielder that goes no worries, on, mate. yeah, okay. <laughs> covering for me. Yeah. But um, so you, you actually you made me laugh. We mentioned it on the last podcast when uh, the last game at Sharjah before I went off. You came on and said that you guys have, have dropped me a nickname on the on the bench because I just guzzle drink oh <laughs> well, every time we t- take the uh, drinks on and it, to be fair it was ridiculously hot it was wasn't so it? hot it was, yeah. it was probably 95% humidity at least 40 degrees so I don't blame you at all but refilling the bottles um, <laughs> not a great job not one you want to get good at um, but 
yours is always empty. So we called you the Hummer. Because <laughs> they, uh, they used to be everywhere, those cars. Big didn't tanks, they? weren't they? About 12 miles to the gallon. So, push, um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, we, we enjoyed that. Had, it keeps you going, doesn't it? Just thinking of things like that on the bench. Yeah, 100%. And then, look, going back to a bit more cricket now. Obviously, you missed out on the 2019 World Cup. Uh, pop your shoulder out playing for for Kent. Um, it, would it mean a bit more? Do you have that bit more of a... Obviously, you've got fire on your belly anyway. You want to play for England, it's the World Cup. But would it mean that little bit more if you were to get a go in, in, in the semi-final and maybe the final as well? Yeah. Um, look, you're probably the perfect person to talk to. And um, in terms of perspective, and we spoke about it the other night, actually, um, I think... That was my first serious injury. Um, had a complete shoulder reconstruction and was out for kind of five, five and a half months. And yeah, without doubt, the toughest um, time in my career, especially missing the Home World Cup and um, I mean, the performance and, and actually did a lot of commentary um, and stuff during that time. And it was, it, it was tough um, kind of being a part of that group and then not being a part of that group. Um, but I think with injuries... You kind of lose all your purpose or yeah. what you're meant to be doing, what what you've worked your whole life for, um, and yeah, it, it is gutting, of course. And um, look, I, yeah, we had a great chat about it, and it definitely does change your perspective and how you kind of cope with it, but also how you manage other people and also look out in a leadership role at Kent. Yeah. Um, how how you manage other players, other injured players who. Yeah, go through that and don't necessarily have those highs as well or those opportunities that come around because I, I feel very lucky to be obviously back in this group um, and yeah, a lot of work's gone into it but sometimes a lot of other people put a lot of work in as well but don't get the rewards and they're kind of second chance as well. So um, yeah, it's great to be around this group. Um, it's a special, special team and um, full of really good individuals as well as um, some of the best players in the world so it's been a it's been been a long road back and I think the mental side of the game has for me changed hugely as well um, it took a long time to get my confidence back in my shoulder yeah but, but um, so was it your throwing arm or not it wasn't my throwing so arm that's lucky hey I assume it was it's a major yeah. shoulder recon it would have been a problem wouldn't it I guess yeah. if, it, if it was your throwing arm just yeah, kind of getting back to cricket and absolutely you're obviously fielding you're obviously a gun fielder as well so that would have had a, quite a big impact on your game yeah absolutely so um, yeah it just changes your perspective I suppose and it's, it's kind of a really um, really good lesson that I've learned and um, like I said it's just I'm really grateful to be back in in this group and uh, potentially have an opportunity um, being back in the squad so yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool looking back on it, and um, l- like we've spoken about your journey as well. I mean, it's yeah, you've been through far more than anyone, um, <laughs> and it, it's it's kind of an inspiration to um, to everyone else as well. And with that, you look when you're in those dark places and you, you kind of you're injured. Um, actually looking at guys like yourself, Woody's a great example as well. Guys who constantly get injured. Um, and then keep coming back, keep coming back. It really is actually inspiring once you you know what they're going through. Um, yeah, it's it's, tough. it's it's interesting to hear maybe the other side of it because when when you're in it, I've I've as you say, it's happened to me enough now where 
I've gotten unfortunately I've gotten used to being injured and yep. dealing with the disappointment and dealing with the rehab and then the return to you know I've 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 got good at the process of it yeah which isn't something that I want to be good at but I've gotten good at it and I've I've pretty like much twelfth man like Mitch <laughs> you don't want to be good at it but sometimes you know you've got no choice and yeah. that's literally how I end up um, I've, I've made it that simple it's it's either you do it or or you retire. Those are, yeah. those are your options, aren't you? Like you, I've made it that simple in my head to, okay, you do it and you, you do it as best as you can or you don't and you stop playing cricket and there's there's only one winner. Every every time you kind of put yourself in that position, as simple as it can be, there's only one winner. You don't want to give up playing cricket no. so you do what you have to do to, to get back and yeah. um, that's that's just my, how I've how I've dealt with it and um, yeah, it's, it's obviously it's a position I'm in now. Unfortunately, it's so not yeah. a major injury. I said I should. I'm hopefully back running tomorrow. I'm going to come for a little run around at training and and start that process. But um, yeah, let's um, let's end the cricket chat there. We've, um, <laughs> yeah. we've, exactly. That was pretty somber. Yeah, in the yeah end, pretty dark. <laughs> we, we don't. We like to keep it yeah, pretty so, upbeat and, and lighthearted on this show. But um, yeah. yeah, thanks for bringing the reality. Yeah, sorry. bringing the tone down a little bit. But um, look, we get we get some really good listener questions in normally that Woody and I go through. But I thought I'd save one uh, for you. I know you're a big football fan. Big Man United fan. Yeah. Unfortunately for Do we you. have to talk about it? I know. Well, I'm a Norwich City fan, so... Got the first win of the season. Well, one of us had a, one of one of our teams had a win at the weekend. One didn't. Um, one of us also sacked our manager at the weekend. And the other one... <laughs> didn't. Maybe should have. But um, anyway, another another topic for another show, probably. Not people didn't, probably didn't tune in to listen <laughs> to our takes on, on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Solskjaer and Daniel Farker. But um, so we had a question in from uh, Ben Stonley in Saddleworth. Um, and it reads, I know the team used to play a lot of football during the warm-ups. Obviously, that's been canned now after yeah. what Rory Burns was the kind of nail in the coffin, wasn't it? He, he did his ankle pretty badly and football's been yeah. kind of banished since then. They'll still kick a ball around, don't they? Play, you know, headers and volleys, just a few little little games. But yeah, Pink, no, yeah. No, no proper football anymore. Um, sorry to continue. And he's heard that Joss Butler reckons that he runs the midfield. Apparently, Wokes, he's got a bit too. But his question is, if you had to field an 11-a-side football team out of the England players that you've played with, who would play in what position? So just a bit of context. I, I asked Bilbo to come on the pod, have a chat, and I said, oh, we're gonna, I'm going to give you this question. You know, just, just have a think so you're not going, coming into it completely cold. Bilbo's coming to my room now with a full notepad, obviously pen and paper, formation, I've manager. I've changed my formation a couple there's, there's of times. Though. scribbles written all over it. He's taken this so seriously. So we're going to go through Sam Billings's England team to play in the World Cup. First of all, are you backing us to win the World Cup? Out, out, out of the teams that are in here at the moment, are we winning the, the football e- World easily. Cup? Easily. Easily, okay. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> no, no doubt about it. We've got some nice footballers. Um, and Ben from Saddleworth, this is a fantastic question. Great question. Please we keep, all get keep, very fired up about football. As always, keep them coming in. Good place radio at bbc.co.uk. So, all right, let's start. Who's, who's the gaffer? Who's the manager? Lim Dawson is our gaffer. Um, I think, yeah, just old school footing. Um, What's he wearing? Has he got a suit on, tracksuit? I'd love to see him in a suit, but I think he's going to go tracksuit, isn't he? He's going to be old, old-fashioned manager. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, just one of the great men. So, um, yeah, he likes his football as well. All right, Dorsey's the manager. And what formation, what are we setting up as? Well, I think because of the way this white ball cricket team um, plays, I think we've got to play attacking, free-flowing football. So Agreed. I'm actually going to go three at the back um, in, yeah, Wood, 
in the middle with Morgan as as the right centre back. And actually, I'm going to put Vincey back there. So you've got three three centre halves essentially. Yeah. Would Vincent Morgan? There's a, a, Vincey aside, there you're not winning a lot of aerial battles. No, but I don't think we need to, to be honest. And so um, you missed out goalkeeper as well. Oh, Craig Overton in goal. You see. Limbs. He's unbelievable, actually. Is he? Oh, we had a Lions tour here, actually, to Dubai. He was ridiculous. Um, big lad. And actually, if I could find another um, another goalkeeper, I'd put him as another centre-back, actually, alongside Woody. But unfortunately, he's going to have to go in goal. OK, Woody will be pleased, um, not joining us for this chat, but he'll be pleased he made the 11. Let's move into midfield, then. Woody's very good. Vocal, as you can yeah, imagine. That doesn't surprise me in, um, any, in any way. But actually, communication and marshals the troops well. So, yeah, key. Yeah. Um, we're going for two kind of... Wokes is going to sit in front of the back three nice. and just marshal the lads. Yep, I mean, as everyone probably imagined, um, Wokes is just pure anything he tries. So, <laughs> well, um, Wokes, he gets a lot of love on this on, on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, pings balls off of either foot, um, controls. Wood has kind of lost his pace, but doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He'll just dish the ball up um, wherever. Butler's going to be next to him, uh, box to box, because... Josh just gets so fired up <laughs> and he runs for days. So, um, yeah, Josh is going to be kind of that workhorse in the middle of the park. Um, I'm going two wing, kind of two wing backs. Livy's going to be on the left side because okay. we don't have too many left footed players. Is he tracking back or not? Uh, Dorse is going to be on to him to okay. track back. Sorry, Liam Livingston, that is on yeah. the kind of left, left wing. And as everyone can also imagine, he kicks the ball very, very hard. <laughs> um, but actually, a really nice footballer. CJ on the right. Um, so we've got pace at either side. Um, but we're going to try and get onto them to kind of track back a little nice. bit. Nice. We've got Livingston and Chris Jordan on the wings. Yeah. Then go on. Who's, who's, who's in behind the strikers? Uh, Kevin De Bruyne role. Uh, I know Josh said the other day on, I think it was an ECB video or something like that, he said he wanted the number 10 role, but that's going to me. Um, <laughs> we can interchange though, see how the game, game's okay. going. And then who are you feeding balls into? Who's, um, who's well, up front? Well, I'm going to have to be loyal to my, uh, my mate at Kent, Joe Denley. Unbelievable finisher. Really? Yeah. Doesn't miss? No, he's top draw. Doesn't run a huge amount, um, but very good footballer. And purely because he'd absolutely kill me if I didn't include him, mowing alleys next to him. Perfect. And actually, on his day, um, is a nice player. So, again, That's the England eleven. Exactly. Uh, I kind of hit, hit a bit of a brick wall as well. I was trying to think about other inclusions. J-Roy but he's going to be an impact substitution along with Stokes as well. So, um, yeah, some, some big names missing out on the, on the final 11. But, but a nice team. Nice team. An attacking free-flowing <laughs> yeah. football. Well, that's brilliant. I thought, um, yeah, it'd be nice to end with something a little bit less uh, some serious. Less, yeah, yeah. I know, obviously talk a little bit of football. Um, but no, Bilbo, thanks for joining us, mate. Obviously, um, if you get a go, good luck rest of the way. Uh, obviously, I'll be there either way. I'll either be mixing the drinks together or I'll be um, or I'll be cheering you on from the sideline. But yeah, thanks for joining us, mate. Anytime. Cheers, bro. This is Good Pace for Radio with Tamar Mills and Mark Wood. So Sam Billings, it was good to sit down and chat with him, but you know, let's let's ignore the cricket. Woody, what are you making of his team? I'm not happy at all. I am not happy at all. That's that team, I'm just not happy about it. I mean I, it's not even it's relegation battle for starters. Um, we've just bought a door seven. We five five yeah. minutes ago. We saw Dawson mentioned that he was the manager. 
and he can't believe that Billings is even in the team. Well, and he's he's put himself down as the star role, hasn't he? Number yeah, ten. Number so give a bit of context. I messaged Billings and said, "Oh, mate, can you come and just do a, a bit for the podcast? Got a listener question? You know, England football team. Have a have a think." So he came into my room to do the interview. Um, notepad, pen and paper, thinking, all right, what formation am I playing here? First name on the team sheet, Billings, in the number 10 role, <laughs> behind the strikers. So go on, if you... Well, he does He does support Man United, so we'll have to give him a little bit of slack. I mean, maybe he's trying to pick up Ollie's tactics or something like that. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> Failing tactics, yeah. but um, go on, obviously, we've, we've, Billings gave his team, quickly, yeah. what's, what's yours? Well, I've got to have Stokes and Nets. Obviously, yep. he dives everywhere, he's going to stop everything, so uh, Stokes would be my keeper. I've got to put Craig over at Nets and a half. Nice. Uh, we, we're too, too small, me, Morgie, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Vincey I mean we wouldn't win a header so uh, Craig's got to come in the centre half role I mean I've got Johnny in at centre half as well nice. um, I'm probably pushing Moggy out to right full back if we're playing a back five um, Johnny uh, Moggy at right wing back Johnny and Craig um, at the back to, to offer a bit of height and a bit of physicality although if if someone gives Johnny a nudge, I mean, he's taking the man and the ball, isn't he? So, <laughs> 100%. Left wing back, got to be David Willey, Liam Livingston. Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not left foot. I'm not, I, although I think he's good on the ball, I'm, I'm not having him work rate as a, as a wing back. You're missing so, another centre-half if you're going five at the back. Uh, centre-half, who else am I going to... He had you in. No, I can't pick myself. I'm going to go with... I'll put uh, Jimmy Anderson in there. He can okay, use his nice. right and left foot. So Stay I'll five go, at the back, yeah. midfield. Um, Who's D- in the middle, Dave, middle Dave of the will be left wing back. He can get up and down. Great engine. I'm going to have more as a, a defensive midfielder and me captain okay. uh, with Wokesy Wokesy's lovely on the ball silky so um, yeah. I have more as a bit of a, a stop gap a break up man he knows the game well Joss is my star man number 10 um, and then me two up top I'm going to have um, Vince who who can you know drop off and things and then Denley is my goal scorer because Denley uh, banks them in for fun so All right. so it's interesting there's a Vince um, Bilbo had Vincey playing centre half yeah you've got I don't know where he's got forward. well he's a natural <laughs> one, of you, one of you is wrong there yeah he's they? a natural front man I don't know where <laughs> Bilbo's got that from he's been playing on FIFA too much or football manager or something he needs, he needs to have a good look at these players <laughs> but uh, it was great to speak to Bilbo um, even if he maybe doesn't quite know his team as well as Woody but um, look, let's just look back a little bit on the group stage how have you you obviously been sat out of it watching from the sidelines and then you managed to obviously you're back in the side now which is great to see um how have you made of the you know what have you made of, you've obviously played in a 50 over world cup um what's the you know what's kind of the big standout difference that you've seen or who's impressed you what's what have you made of it so far out here well i think obviously the team that you know everybody's not been surprised with but the one that's looked really hot has been pakistan haven't mm. they i mean um Shaheen has looked fantastic with yeah, the new ball great uh, quick swung it and then got things right at the death so um, you look at Baba Rizwan at the top. They look dangerous as well, yeah. don't they? So they they look like a, a team that know their rules, and you know probably similar to ours. And the fact that every um, sort of facet of the game, they look like they they've, they've drilled it well, or they've covered it off well, or they've prepared it well. So um, they they look dangerous. Um, New Zealand are always there and thereabouts, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're a good side. Um, again, have every sort of basis covered. I think. Without like naming individual players, I just think they're a solid team yeah. all, all together. In New Zealand, that you know, they're a, they play the game the right way. They play hard on the field, but they're great lads off it. And um, you know, us against them again will be another great game. What, what do you think? Who's who's impressed you? Yeah, I think I agree with you in terms of Pakistan. I think it's 
you know, Pakistan have played an awful lot of cricket in the UAE and they're obviously really tapping into that advantage over the years. Obviously, they've not been able to play in Pakistan. So all their domestic, sorry, their, the PSL has been here. All their international games have been here. So they know the grounds better than anybody in the pitches. Mm. So, yeah, they look really hot. Obviously, so they're going to be playing against Australia in the other semi. So, fingers crossed, we'll be meeting one but of Australia those. Australia are final. dangerous though, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, 100%. They've got match winners throughout their team, great boring lineup. Um, so that'll be a really good game. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Australia did win that as well. So it's not, it wouldn't be, you know, nailed on for Pakistan to no, win, no, is it? No, 100%. So, well, I mean, India's probably the one that surprised everybody. Yeah, isn't massively. It? Especially, look, we played them in a warm up game, didn't we, in mm. Dubai, obviously pre tournament, and they, they thrashed us, really, didn't yeah. they? Like, especially with the bat, they, they were. But, that's, but that, that was the difference at the time. They had come off the back of the IPL. Yeah. We hadn't, we, you know, were building into the tournament. So yeah. we were a little bit rusty. Um, and India looked, you know, red hot. And it's just been a bit of a surprise that they started slowly, especially when you're thinking off the back of that form. All our players are up to speed of 2020. They're all playing. Um, it, it just seemed in those games that bowlers didn't have a lot of bowlers. They the field with the bat. And really in, that, in our warm-up game... Yeah. That was where they looked particularly strong, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and then for whatever reason, they came into the tournament and didn't quite make it. So for those of you who don't know, so we've actually been sharing the hotel with, with the Indian team. So mm. we've, we're very lucky. We've had a really good setup here. We have a whole section of the hotel, swimming pool, restaurant, mm. basketball court out the front, where it's just literally England team and the Indian team. So mm. we've um, yeah been bumping into those, you know. You go down for breakfast in the morning, and you know Virat Kohli and Kel Rahul are there with their families and other halves and things like that. I wonder if um, we we'll have an Indian player that will pick their Indian football eleven <laughs> and we can compare it. To well, the one, the one thing Bilbo was adamant, Bilbo was confident we're winning the World Cup if it's if yeah. it's on the football field. Do you, yeah. agree, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think we've got to cover it. I mean, the Australians and stuff—they use that funny shape ball, don't they? So. Yeah, the wrong one, wrong yeah. colour as well. Mm. But um, yeah, so. India obviously have been knocked out. They're just in. They've started to filter out of the hotel today. They're obviously going off. I think they've got a test series straight away. And I was actually chatting. So Chris Jordan and I were chatting with um, Jasprit Bumrah and Bhuvneshwar Kumar just on the beach uh, mm. yes, yesterday, day before yesterday. And yeah, those guys they they play so much cricket. Um, they obviously only play the IPL in terms of franchise stuff, but internationally they play constantly. So they were saying that. If they didn't, if they made the World Cup final, so the World Cup final is on the 14th, isn't it? They've got a Test match starting on the 17th against against New Zealand. So New Zealand are in a similar boat, but um, yeah, they'd literally be flying the next day back to you know wherever the Test match should be, and they'll be straight in. Whereas now, kind of they say, a small silver lining of being knocked out. Did they you, get, they did get you to pick that home. brains at all when you were having that chat? Yeah, we had a bit of cricket chat. We yeah. maybe 20, 25 minutes just sat on the beach and just spoke about physical stuff a lot of the time and you know they were asking what like, what we did in the gym what they the type of things they're doing in the gym you know just <laughs> swapping war stories about injuries and things like that did you, yeah. did you ask Bummer why he's copied your skip at the start in, in his, <laughs> no, his is a bit, bit, bit longer and a bit <laughs> bit more elongated than mine but um, yeah like, he's obviously a ridiculous bowler Bhuvneshwar Kumar he struggled a bit white ball but you know red ball and he's got serious skills and so yeah it was, it was cool actually he said it's one of the great byproducts of being in this environment just being able to sit on the beach and have a chat and a drink and, and just kind of just, just talk to some guys that you probably wouldn't have chance to um, 
to uh, to really kind of get to get to chat with otherwise. But um, look, before we go, should we have a quick? Just uh, we touched on New Zealand, obviously mm. a very dangerous side, as yep. has to be expected. We're playing them over in Abu Dhabi uh, tomorrow, as, as we're recording this. Um, they've had a pretty good uh, tournament so far. Obviously, they've made yeah. it in. They've obviously made it in ahead of India, ahead of Afghanistan, who are looking dangerous in in that group. Yeah, uh, we played them in a warm up game, didn't we, over in Abu Dhabi when mm-hmm. you took four for twenty three in that game? So mm. yeah, no pressure tomorrow, mate. <laughs> Thanks, pal. No, I thought. <laughs> In that one game, Guptal obviously was um, a guy that you know got a few away against me, so um, I'll be able to try and get revenge there. But um, like I say, they've got a solid team all round. In that match, Williamson didn't actually bat, did he? He just no. captained, so that'll be a you know a huge plus for them as well. Someone that keeps them ticking over. Um, I, I just think they're they're a good side. You look at that lineup. You know, Sodi has been getting wickets. Guptill's been getting runs. Conway's a good player, right hand, left hand. Williamson's, you know, as solid as they come and, you know, hard to get out. Um, Saudi has, you know, some of the most wickets ever. So he's um, someone that, you know, is going to be a major threat. I think Bolt has the most wickets for them. So if you look at that lineup, they've got guys that are throughout their team that are just a solid, solid team. So. Um, I think I'm sure it'll be a great game. Obviously, we'll be up for it. They'll be up for it, and hopefully, there's some fans in the stadium to come and. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think one thing that's that's not changing is we're still just focusing on ourselves. That's yeah. one thing that Spoons and Morgs are, are massive on, isn't it? Is yeah. We'd focus on ourselves. What do we do well? Obviously, we respect the opposition. We'll we'll have our meetings and stuff tomorrow before the game, and we'll still you know we'll still look at them and obviously identify what we're going to do. But ultimately, we're going to back ourselves to go out there and win win a contest against exactly. the New Zealand side. And we know that Devin Conway, the New Zealand keeper, batsman, uh, we know that he listens to this podcast. So hello, Dev, firstly. Secondly, um, if I do play, I want to just play nice this time. If I bowl a good ball, you just block it for one. Everything's rosy, you know, things will be great. So let's just do that. Okay, Dev, thank you. Bye-bye. Um, just speaking about your little hop there before, we did have an email from Johnny from Whitley Bay. Go on, Johnny lad, the new, uh, Newcastle lad. I'm quite interested in how Tamal has managed to incorporate his little hop, skip and jump at the start of his run-up. I don't think it's something that I've necessarily seen before and wondering how such a quirk came into your rhythm. Yeah, good question. Um, so it wasn't always there. So basically, I, I had a knee injury, a bit of a where I was struggling to to accelerate, so I was struggling to push off. So I used to have like I used to stand still at the end of my run-up and then mm-hmm. run in, but I was struggling with that first step or two because of my knee. So I needed something just to kind of get me going. Yeah. So it used to be a lot more kind of exaggerated and a lot more pronounced. I've toned it down a little bit now, but um, yeah, I can't imagine not doing it now. So it, initially it was there just to help me get going because I said my knee was hurting, whereas now my knee's fine. Mm. But it's just what I've gotten used to. And you, well, mm. we've, your um, change in your run-ups obviously been well documented and um, well spoken about. But once something becomes ingrained in you, it's it's hard, very hard to get rid of, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm somebody that hits my mark. So where I draw my paint, you know, where I've got the paint and I draw my mark, I'm I. I'm probably about another 10 yards behind it and that's kind of my visual cue to try and hit. Um, so yeah, I do all the foolishness. Have you ever hopped on the wrong leg? No, never. No, never. It's, it's, I don't even know if I could. Mm. It's one of those things now. I don't even know if I could do the exact same thing the other way around. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's something that um, I've gotten used to over over the years and yeah, it's now, um, now a fully-fledged part. Do you think the batter keeps looking straight or do you think he follows you up as you, <laughs> as you jump up? 
I'd like to think if, if they're doing that, they're uh, they're focusing on the wrong thing. But um, now, nah, thanks, thanks for Johnny uh, from Whitley Bay. That's up your end, is it? Yeah, that's uh, that's Newcastle, not far from me, um, towards the towards the coast. Yeah, so chilly up there, I bet right now. <laughs> but um, now, any more questions, please, as always, keep sending them in. Good pace for radio at bbc.co.uk, and I think. That is about us for another another episode, Woody. Yes. Um, thanks again for, for listening in. Of course, Tamal, you've got all the details because you keep asking me and I keep getting put on the spot. But this time I'm on you, so you've got all the details, haven't you? Yeah, so as obviously World Cup, semi-final tomorrow, massive game. Yeah, cheering on the Woody and the rest of the lads. I'll be there watching, of course, cheering them on. I'm sure everybody will be supporting at home. You can listen, as always, on BBC Five Live Sports Extra via the BBC Sounds app. And you can watch highlights on the BBC Sport website and app. Seamless. So n- no script either. <laughs> I've lost my script. But um, yeah, thanks as always to everybody and thanks for the support back home. And we will see you hopefully before the final. See you then. Good pace for radio inside England's World Cup bubble with Tamal Mills and Mark Woods.